Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Good day and thank you for standing by. Welcome to the Calibre Mining Corporation 2021 Q1 Financial Earnings Results and Conference Call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. To ask a question during the session, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Please be advised that today's conference is being recorded. If you require any further assistance, please press star zero. I would now like to hand the conference over to your first speaker today, Brian King. Please go ahead, sir. Thank you. Thank you, operator. Good morning, everyone, and thanks for taking the time to join the call this morning. Before we get started, I'd like to direct everyone to the forward-looking statements on slide two. Our remarks and answers to your questions today may contain forward-looking information about the company's future performance. Although management believes that our forward-looking statements are based on fair and reasonable assumptions, actual results may turn out to be different from these forward-looking statements. For a complete discussion of the risks, uncertainties, and factors which may lead to actual operating and financial results being different from the estimates contained in our forward-looking statements, please refer to our 2020 annual MDNA and 2020 AIF available on our website as well as on CDAR. And finally, all figures are in U.S. dollars unless otherwise stated. Today present with me on the call are Darren Hall, Dustin Van Dorsteler, John Seberg, and Mark Peterson. We will be providing comments on our first quarter results and our growth strategy, after which we will be happy to take questions. The slide deck we will be referencing is available on our website at calibermining.com under the events section. You can also click on the webcast to join the live presentation. And with that, I'll turn the call over to Darren. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, turning to slide three. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for taking the time to join us on our Q1 earnings call. Just over a year ago, we initiated a self-imposed temporary shutdown as the world faced a rapidly evolving COVID pandemic. Fortunately, within 10 weeks, we recommenced operations after implementing rigorous controls aligned with international best practices. It is pleasing to report that these controls continue to be proving effective with only five confirmed COVID cases within our 3,000 plus employees and business partners during the first quarter. As we continue our journey to zero harm, I am encouraged by the team's commitment to improving our safety culture, which was rewarded with a 45% reduction in our Q1 lost time injury frequency rate compared to full year 2020. I would like to take a moment to recognize all of our employees and business partners for their continued focus, which delivered another solid quarter. Well done to the entire team. Before discussing the Q1 numbers, I think it's important to take a moment to acknowledge the progress the team has made over the last 18 months. We have delivered against production and cost guidance quarter on quarter. We have, net of 2020 mining depletion, increased our mineral reserves over 200% to 864,000 ounces. 
which is not only the largest consolidated reserve since 2010, but is also the highest reserve rate on record. We have implemented our hub and spoke operating strategy, demonstrating its significant value creation potential through new bottlenecking Limon, the orphaning satellite deposits like Pavon, and resulting in a cogent multi-year plan for Libertad before considering any expiration upside. It is important to note that prior to, this, to the transaction, Libertad was anticipated to move into closure during 2020. We commenced production from our high-grade Pavon Norte mining spoke, progressing from permit to plant in less than 18 months. We acquired the remaining 70% of the Eastern Barossi District, completed fulsome geological and technical reviews, which has identified an exciting opportunity to add additional high-grade mining spoke. During the quarter, we commenced infill drilling and technical studies with the intent of being in a position to declare reserves and, more importantly, commence permitting within the next 12 months. On to Q1 results. We delivered 45,452 ounces at a total cash cost of $979 per ounce, an all-in sustaining cost of $1095 per ounce, generating $16.6 million in net income and adding $5 million in cash. Building off our solid Q1 performance, we remain on track to deliver our 2021 guidance of 170 to 180,000 ounces at a total cash cost of 950 to 1050 per ounce and all-in sustaining cost of 10.40 to 11.40 per ounce. With the improved confidence in our multi-year outlook afforded by the more than 200% increase in mineral reserves, our exploration programs have been expanded to include growing resources at our emerging districts and generative drilling. Given Nicaragua's prolific history of gold production, it is somewhat surprising how much of the country remains relatively underexplored beyond the known producing and historic gold mines. During 2020, we took steps to more than double our portfolio of 100% owned mineral properties and concession applications, bringing our total land position to over 2,000 square kilometres, exclusive of our Rio Tinto joint venture properties. We currently have 15 drill rigs operating and our exploration teams continue to see excellent opportunities for delineation of new resources and growth, which Mark Peterson will talk to shortly. Turning to slide four, I believe the 100% owned Eastern Barossi District is an extremely exciting opportunity to reinvest in organic growth. During the quarter, we initiated infill drilling and technical studies at the risk of the oral, guapanol, and Vancouver deposits. We acquired a significant portion of the required necessary surface rights to develop the deposits, putting us in a favorable position to progress Eastern Barossi as the next high-grade mining spoke. Given the high-grade nature of these deposits, we believe that this opportunity could represent our highest grade and lowest cost ounces to date. In addition to increasing confidence in our existing mineral reserves, resources, we see excellent opportunities for resource expansion and new discoveries throughout the Eastern Barossi District. Now I'd like to introduce Dustin Van Dorsalair, our VP Operations, to provide an overview of our Q1 operating results. Dustin has been with the company since March 2020, and before joining Calibre, with COO at First Majestic Silver. Over to you, Dustin. Thanks very much, Darren. Turning to slide five. We had a strong quarter with consolidated production of 45,452 ounces from almost 420,000 tons milled at an average grade of 3.5 grams per ton gold with a combined recovery of 91%. Higher production was driven by a 39% consolidated grade increase over Q1 2020. 
Limon's production largely came from the Limon Central open pit, resulting in 16,337 ounces of gold at a mill grade of 4.4 grams per tonne, in line with our mine plan. As Darren mentioned, we recently announced a 200% increase in reserves, which included an initial reserve estimate at Pavon, where we have, have been advancing underground development. We began prepping the mine in Q1, and during Q2, we will be, begin mining the initial slopes in, in Pavon South. We expect to see increased tons and a higher grade contribution from Pantheon going forward. Additionally, we have begun development to the Atrevisata zone from the Vedan Wave underground mine. Atrevisata is expected to commence production in early 2023. It was not included in our multi-year outlook. Libertad production increased to 29,115 ounces as initial higher grade Pavon North 8 ore came online, replacing much of the lower grade stockpiles. Increasing overall grade approximately 88% to 3.2 grams per tonne versus 1.7 grams per tonne gold in Q1 2020. During the quarter, we began Pavon to Libertad ore haulage, which averaged approximately 350 tonnes per day. We expect to gradually increase to 1,000 tonnes per day by the end of the year. Limon to Libertad ore haulage remains steady and we continue to optimize transport and grades as we expect higher grades coming from Pantheon. With the rise in WTI prices, our team continues to look for opportunities to improve productivity and reduce costs. Demonstrated by the renegotiated power costs, which are down approximately 24% to 16 cents per kilowatt hour from 21 cents per kilowatt hour during, during 2020. With that, I'll hand over to John Seberg to take you through our financial performance. Thanks, Dustin. Just turning to slide six. During the quarter, we sold 45,882 ounces of gold at an average realized price of $1,788 per ounce for revenue of $82 million. This drove net income of $16.6 million and basic earnings per share of five cents. During the quarter, we generated $25.5 million in operating cash flow, providing the opportunity to reinvest $20.7 million in exploration, property plant and equipment, and mine development at Limon, and growth opportunities like Pavon, Pantheon, and Eastern Barossi. During Q1, we added $5 million to the Treasury, ending the quarter with $58.2 million in cash. We will continue to deploy a disciplined capital allocation strategy as we see attractive opportunities to reinvest into the business while strengthening our balance sheet. Overall, I'm very pleased with our financial health. We continue to have strong cash flows. We're debt-free and unhedged, affording us the ability to continue to reinvest into new projects and exploration. I'll now hand over to Mark Peterson to walk you through our exploration and growth platform. Thank you, John. Turning to slide seven. During 2020, we made significant exploration progress, and our drilling programs paid off with the additions of the Atravasada and Pantheon mineral resources at Lamont, identification of new gold vein systems at Libertad with Tronca and Amalia, and materially increasing our mineral reserves twofold. Given Nicaragua's strong mining history and its position with Central America's largest gold endowment, we see significant opportunities for continued resource growth and discovery, both at our operating mine sites and across our broader portfolio of mining and exploration concessions. In addition to Limon and Libertad, 
We've established a strong strategic position in the country that includes the district-scale Pavon and Eastern Barossi properties, as well as multiple less explored yet highly prospective exploration concessions. We've initiated a three-pronged exploration strategy that encompasses a combination of Brownfield's resource expansion, new resource delineation and development, and Greenfield's generative exploration. Our generative program is focused on identifying new discovery opportunities on our earlier stage concessions, as well as less explored areas around Lamon and Libertad. It involves traditional boot leather prospecting and field mapping in combination with the latest methods in geochemistry, geophysics, and remote sensing to rapidly generate and systematically drill test targets as we advance toward our next discovery. Since we launched our generative program last July, our team has identified highly prospective yet underexplored vein systems at all of our 100% owned properties. We recently commenced first pass drilling on the high-grade Cerro Volcan target at Libertad, and in June, we will begin drilling to test four newly recognized vein systems at our satellite Amalia Nisboro concessions located 35 kilometers away from Libertad. During 2020, we also expanded our land position with applications for several, seven new exploration concessions in the regions surrounding Libertad and Pavon which we expect to have approved within the coming months. Additionally, a key component to our 2021 program is a 7,000 line kilometer airborne geophysical survey, which we are mobilizing right now. The survey will be especially useful, identifying extensions to gold mineralization below cover as we finalize targeting decisions for this year's 10,000 meter reconnaissance drilling program. Our Emerging Districts program is focused on adding ounces through step-out drilling at Pavon Norte and Pavon South Central, where we have two drills active. Also at Eastern Barossi, where we have six drills turning to upgrade resources for conversion to reserves at the high-grade Guapanol and Riscos de Oro Gold Vein systems. Over the past 10 years, approximately 32,000 meters of drilling at Eastern Barossi has successfully outlined our current 700,000 ounce inferred resource there. We believe significant discovery potential remains untapped at Eastern Barossi, as Darren noted in his opening remarks. During the second half of 2021, our generative exploration team will add two drills to commence an initial 7,500 meter reconnaissance drilling program at Eastern Barossi to test multiple earlier stage targets that have been recognized along the four regional scale vein trends extending across the project claim block. Finally, moving to our mining operations, at Lamont, three rigs continue to delineate additional high-grade, high-margin ounces at the producing Santa Pancha and Veta Nueva deposits, as well as our newest ore bodies, Atravesada and Panteon. At Libertad, four rigs are active in a combination of resource extension, new resource delineation, and first-pass drill testing of new targets. In all, we have 15 rigs operating with two more on the way, 
In the coming weeks, we expect to announce initial results from our Q1 resource expansion programs at Le Mans and Libertad. Finally, as recently disclosed, a first-pass drilling campaign has begun on our Rio Tinto Exploration Earn-In JV, which Caliber operates. This initial 5,500-meter program is targeting five areas of prospective copper molly and copper gold mineralization that have had little or no previous exploration drilling. We currently have one drill operating and expect to add a second drill in the coming weeks. Since Caliber delivered Nicaragua's first porphyry copper gold discovery at Primavera in 2012, our entire team is very excited to have the exploration drills turning again in the district because, as we all know, discoveries happen at the face of the drill bit. With that, I'll hand it back to Darren to conclude the call. Uh, thanks, Mark. Turning to slide eight. Uh, for the balance of the year, reliable cash flow from operations will allow us to reinvest in the business to unlock value through the drill bit and advance our highest grade deposits at Eastern Barossi. I'm proud to announce that the team has initiated the process of meeting the World Gold Council's responsible gold mining principles. And as our first step towards compliance, we will be completing a readiness review in Q3. We're also in the final stages of completing our inaugural sustainability report, which we expect to be released during Q2, which will document our numerous environmental, social, and governance initiatives in support of increased accountability, transparency, and reporting across the industry. We remain committed to improve our practices and contributions to sustainable development to the benefit of all of our stakeholders. With that, we are happy to take questions at this time, and back to you, operator. As a reminder to ask a question, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone keypad. To withdraw your question, press the pound key. Please stand by while we compile the Q&A roster. Your first question comes from the line of uh, Tom Gallo. Hey, everybody. Thanks for uh, taking my question. Congrats on the quarter. Um, Darren, just for you, you mentioned um, progress on the land purchases at Eastern Barozzi. Could you maybe provide a little bit more detail on how that relates to the expected front half-weighted capital? Yeah, Tom, uh, thanks for the question. Thanks for joining the call. Um, yeah, no, it's a rapidly evolving situation at Eastern Barossi. I mean, we, we've, in the last quarter, have identified this exciting opportunity. We've initiated land purchases. Um, and when we provided full-year guidance, we saw things being H1-weighted. We still see that happening, but as we advance Eastern Barossi, it's likely that we could see additional capital spend in the back half of the year as we work through accelerating the development of Eastern Barossi. And I think we'll be in a position uh, later in Q2, early in Q3, to provide a more fulsome update of, of what that spend will look like over the next 18 months. Okay, very good. That's helpful. And then just uh, one other one for me, and, and it was just because I didn't catch it. Um, the Pavone stockpile that you guys are building, could you just repeat the tons and grade of that? Yeah, Tom, I don't think we actually reported the tons and grade, but uh, from memory, I think we're looking at about 60, 74,000 tons at the end of the quarter at roughly three and a half grams. 
uh, John, is, uh, does that reconcile with, uh, with your number? Yeah, sorry. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, it, it, Darren, you're about right. It, it totaled about 8,500 ounces, Tom, was in stockpile at the end of March. Okay. Uh, so 75,000 tons. Yeah, the math works about right, but um, I, I just got the ounces. So it's about 8,500. We had uh, just shy of 14,000 ounces at the end of December, so we, we processed a significant amount of that year-end stockpile at Pavon. Okay, and then maybe just one more from me while I've got you on the line there, John. Um, the um, asset uh, breakdown of costs, like I can't see that in the MDNA. Maybe I'm just missing it, but do you guys have that, or are you not providing that anymore and just doing it on a consolidated basis? No, it, it's actually in the MDNA. Um, on there's a table on uh, on page 15 that breaks down the sustaining and non-sustaining capital. I, I meant like a cash and and uh, so like a cash cut per, per per asset. We we break it down. You're talking the cash spent on capex and PP&E. I'm talking about like cash cost per ounce from Lamone, cash cost per ounce. Oh, from sorry, sorry. Liberty. Yeah, yeah. So I apologize, Tom. Um, now I understand the question. Now we, we have moved to a one segment reporting, really just to reflect how we manage and view the business. So we're no longer reporting all in sustaining costs per Lamone or Libertad. There's no competition between the two. We view it as, as really one Nicaragua. We have 2.7 million ounces of, of surplus capacity um, or of, of total capacity in country and um, taking advantage of the synergies and, and, and trying to maximize the value by trucking these orchards to different areas. Um, we provided guidance in, in the same format. So um, going forward, we'll have the all in sustaining cost just at the consolidated level as well as the total cash cost. Okay, perfect. Thanks. I've uh, taken up probably enough uh, enough questions on the call, no. so I'll hand it over to anybody no. else. Always, Thanks a lot. Always a pleasure, Tom. Thank you. Your next question comes from Mike Huron. Morning, gentlemen. Uh, just a question for me is maybe uh, possible to get a little more color on the upcoming uh, drill program at on the Rio Tinto uh, JV ground. I, I guess what I'm looking for is you know that 5,500 meter drill program, five different targets. Uh, you know what kind of depth are, are you are you drilling at those targets? Are they all pretty near, near surface? Or are you punching some 500 meter holes? Uh, maybe a little color there. Yeah, Mark, if you could uh, pick that one up. Sure, happy happy to uh, happy to respond. Um, that's a great question. Um, this initial program uh, that Rio Tinto has designed and uh, we are executing uh, on their behalf is uh, really designed to um, uh, test the, the top five uh, copper gold and copper molly uh, potential porphyry centers that Rio's team uh, identified through an exhaustive targeting uh, exercise they did last year. Um, whole depths uh, to your question about that, are on the order of uh, 200 to 250 meters per hole. So that's a pretty good depth. Um, and the objective is to get a bite into uh, uh, a demonstrably uh, mineralized um, body of uh, porphyry-style mineralization. 
there's plenty of smoke in in the entire region, uh, and as uh, some of some of some of us on the call may be aware, uh, the Golden Triangle has uh, produced quite a bit of gold from a variety of deposit types, um, all of which you find in the porphyry environment. I I would expect, but uh, until we do it. Uh, with, with a good solid uh, porphyry style drill intercept, I would expect that uh, uh, drilling will progress uh, uh, you know, to deeper levels once, once we have something to target at those deeper levels. Great, thanks. The next question comes from uh, Jordy Mark. Hey, good morning, uh, evening, depending on where you're from. Thanks for the, for the time. Um, maybe I can extend, extend on to Tom's question earlier. Um, in terms of Pavon, any, any insights uh, so far in terms of initial reconciliation um, through the mill? And um, given that commercial production, I guess, was in, in March, did you capitalise any of, the, any of the, uh, the revenue through there? Or how did, how did you uh, flow that through the cash flow? Yeah, hi, Jordy. How are you? Um, I'll let John field the, the, the financial question there, but in terms of reconciliation, you know, we're, we're early into the deposit, but we are seeing very favourable rates in terms of mining, and we have seen uh, more poor than what was planned from the material we've mined. Now, it's only early days, um, but you know, thus far, the performance of the models have been very favourable. Um, and you know, we uh, we look forward to a positive Q2. So you know, from that perspective, and that has influenced some of our financial accounting, which I'll pass over to John to talk about. Yeah, thanks, Darren. Hey, Jordy, how are you doing? Um, yeah, so we were essentially in, in ore almost um, at the very beginning of Pavon. So whatever ore we got trucked and processed um, went through revenue, and the uh, mining cost obviously went through uh, production costs. And then we use the inventory method, so whatever's sitting on the ground in stockpile um, is sitting on the balance sheet in inventory, and we'll get uh, flushed through the income statement when we uh, truck it over and process it through the mill. Okay. Oh, thanks. I might, maybe if I can extend on, on, on your answer there, Darren. Um, when, when you were talking about more uh, more ore material, that uh, more obviously more material defined outside the reserves but inside the total resources, or um, in addition to the defined resource boundaries as well? Um, it's a material increase over the resource model. Um, you know, the, a significant portion of, of Pavon Norte is already an indicator and thus in reserve. So the, in, the extra material we saw was because basically the solidification was higher up in the strata than what we anticipated. So we got more ore, and we actually saw a positive in grade as well. So a significant increase in ore tonnage and a, and a positive uh, reconciliation on grade. So again, as we get into the core of the ore body, we'll, we'll, we'll develop a, a more appropriate forward-looking, you know, reconcilable history. But you know, thus far, the deposit is, is overperformed against expectations. Nice, nice. And um, uh, maybe a question on your um, revised pricing contract for power. Um, was that, uh, we were already seeing that in the Q1 financials, I note that power was was down materially um, 600,000 year on year. Um, was that part of that contract or also part of the lower 
throughput levels at uh, Libertad? Um, it was it was primarily um, as a consequence of the of the revised power costs. Yeah, the, the the reduction of around 25% that we've seen on yeah, currently contracted prices versus average 2020, about half of that was actually realized in Q1. We actually had two contract negotiations. One of them was effective January 1, and the second one was effective uh, late uh, April. And the net of those two impacts is a 25% reduction. So some of it was built into Q1, and some of it will be Q2 going forward. Okay, thanks, mate. I'll leave it for uh, the next uh, question. All right, thank you. Your next question comes from Justin Stevens. Hey, guys. Um, congrats on the good quarter there. Uh, most of what I wanted to ask has already been covered off, uh, but a couple couple last ones here. Um, what's the, the timeline for the ramp-up of mining at Pavon? Uh, should we expect a fairly steady uh, sort of growth in, in uh, tons hauled from or up to 1,000 tons by the, the end of the year, or is there going to be a step change probably at some point? No, hi, Justin, and thanks for the question. I mean, we had a very solid quarter and averaged uh, about 350 tonnes per day over the quarter. And we're going to have a, a nice methodical ramp up in production during the course of the year and anticipate being at you know, around 1,000 tonnes a day by the end of the year. It won't be a step change. Um, you know, it's important that we do this responsibly. It's a critical part of our business going forward. And as part of our social licence, we want to ensure that you know it's done appropriately. So um, no, we're looking forward to ramping that up. And as foreshadowed, you know we've uh, we've had a very positive mining start, and we're actually building inventory. Um, so there's uh, lots of pressure on that haulage to get more material over to Libertad quicker. But um, you know we'll definitely be ensuring we're doing it in a responsible way, and uh, you'll be taking a long-term view there. Got it. Yeah. So a relatively smooth uh, increase should be should be pretty uh, easy to, to do then. Um, and then uh, the only other yeah, question I had. Okay, good. Uh, the, the only other question I had is: um, Is there the uh, is the plan to treat the Pantheon uh, ore that will be coming out here at Limon, or is it more likely to get trucked down to Libertad? Um, it, it doesn't really matter where it gets trucked, Justin. Uh, that you know, the, the way because of the, the the mineralogy of the deposits is relatively uh, agnostic as to what material goes where. So on the day the operations will make the best decision on where that material gets processed. Um, in all likelihood, the folks at Limon will want to try and hold on to the material coming out of Pavon because it will be the highest grade material. So they'll preferentially want to process that and send lower grade material to Libertad. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it doesn't have to be sent to either facility. So it'll be where it makes the most sense on the day. Got it. Great. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. There are no further questions at this time. I will now turn the call back to Darren for the closing remarks. Yeah, thanks everybody, and thanks to Tom, Mike, Jordy, and Justin for your questions this morning. And as always, Ryan, I, and the leadership team are available as required. And I'd just like to take the opportunity to to let everyone stay safe, take care, and uh, we look forward to talking to you soon. So back to the operator.
Operator, we'll pass it back to you. Thank you. Today's, this concludes today's conference call. Thank you for participating. You may now disconnect. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.